Welcome to Into His Word. Yes, Into His Word. And remember to stay into His Word. Go ahead and get a hold of your Bible. And while you're doing that, uh, I'll go ahead and, and talk to you a little bit, let you know uh, that we are listed, listed, listed on uh, most of, if not all, of the podcast platforms. So you have iHeart, you have Stetcher, you have Deezer, you have uh, TuneIn, you had uh, have, um, what's that? Oh, Pandora, uh, Apple, uh, Amazon. So you can find us anywhere. You can listen to us anywhere. And we're so happy and so thankful to be able to bring that to you. Uh, it's important to us that the word of God gets out in any kind of way that we can get that out. Praise the good Lord. And uh, hopefully this is our first year of doing this. Hopefully we'll be able to bring you some more in-depth con, some more content in different formats uh, as the years go by. Uh, I'm looking forward to next year because I didn't think we'd make it this long this year. But praise God. We have been able to do that by God's grace and God's mercy. Uh, so let's pray. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we ask you to help us today. Lord, uh, this evening here as we're recording again another message for those that are hungry for your word, for those that have an ear to hear with thus saith the Lord. God, I ask you to go out and touch the cities, the states, the different countries, Lord, that are listening here uh, to into his word and have a remembrance to stay dot into his word dot com. Stay into his word and be blessed. Uh, we pray for those that are sick and afflicted, both locally and abroad, that you touch their bodies and the healing ministering angel to meet their needs financially, Lord, physically and emotionally. In the name of Jesus Christ, which we pray and all of you said, Amen. Well, Amen. Uh, I pray that uh, that you did take that moment and got a hold of your Bible. And so right about now, we'll just go ahead and get started and dig right in. Uh, uh, you can start out by turning to Deuteronomy, and we'll get that verse later. But, you know, today in this society, uh, we have something that's ever before us, ever on our mind, ever in our thoughts. We just can't get away from it. It's, it's uh, in the media, whatever format you look at and listen to, uh, it's there. Uh, it's even become a heated topic sometimes at, at the workplace and social gatherings, and it is known as the coronavirus. And they put guidelines out to keep us safe uh, while we're in this world. And if we're smart, and if we're diligent, and if we're frugal, uh, I do pray uh, the CDC and others do say, wear a mask. And they have their guidelines well, for your survival. Well, let me tell you, God has his guidelines for your survival as well. As well. So right now, we're just going to take a look at the survival, uh, what, what's happening here. Uh, uh, COVID survival tells us we ought to wear certain things. 
They give us masks. They say wear masks to to keep the uh, the, the the sprinkles from floating in the air and to wear gloves and they call it PPE which stands for personal protective equipment. Well God has his 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 what to wear so that he could help us to to be saved and and help us to to uh to practice the survival guide. Hallelujah that the world puts out but God has his own survival guide. Uh, in Deuteronomy 25 and 22 the bible says that a woman shall not wear that which pertaineth to a man neither shall a man put on a woman's garment for all that do so are an abomination to the lord thy god uh a a uh, pertaineth that word pertaineth means uh a part or an accessory or something prepared like a utensil a dress a vessel so God does not want us dressing like women, and he does not like women dressing or putting on what pertaineth to a woman or putting on what pertaineth to a man. Now, I know different cultures have different styles. Uh, uh, there's those guys that play bagpipes, but uh, that's part of their uniform, and we're not going to get deep into that dress issue because we're just trying to let you know that God has his plan too, just like the world has their plan for our survival guide, their survival strategies. God has his. So going forward, they say to wash, wash your hands frequently. Uh, it's been said cleanliness is next to godliness. And we're given an example in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 23 and 13. So let's turn there in your Bible, if you would please, to Deuteronomy 23 and 13 Deuteronomy 23 and 13 and it says this let's start at verse 12 thou shalt have a place also without the camp whether thou shalt go forth abroad and thou shalt have a paddle upon thy weapon and it shall be when thou wilt ease thyself abroad that thou shalt dig therewith and shalt turn back and cover that which cometh from thee. This is uh, God telling mankind, telling the warriors. Remember, cleanliness is next to godliness. And this is the point that they're trying to bring about in telling us to wash our hands in COVID. But had we, if we practice God's uh, word and God's cleanliness next to godliness, we will be a clean people. And we have to do this as if all of this, as if we're doing it as unto the Lord, because he has a survival guide set forward for us. Uh, uh, when it says ease thyself, uh, I can just, uh, for lack of better terms, I can just say when you're going to the bathroom, uh, uh, you just like a cat does you just take your shovel and you cover it up cleanliness is next to godliness when you're in the field there's no place to go uh, look at it as, as, as if you're on a camping trip God tells us to practice 
cleanliness. Uh, they tell us to wash our hands frequently, and if there's no water around to wash our hands, then we should go ahead and use hand sanitizer when washing our hands with soap and water is not available. Well, in Psalms 26 and 6, it says, I will wash thee. Uh, in the original, that word wash means the whole body or a part of the body. With my, I will wash mine hands uh, in innocency. In other words, in cleanliness or clearness. Hallelujah. So will I compass thine altar, O Lord. This was the writer of Psalms saying, I will wash my hands in innocency. To be innocent. Hallelujah. Washing the hands is important. Can you imagine? You've heard it said, uh, even Pontius Pilate, I wash my hands of the matter. This was a biblical principle from way back when, and we should be practicing that today. Wash your hands frequently. I'm telling you, God has his, his own survival guide for us. Uh, ask God. Ask, and God will wash you. The Bible tells us in Psalms 51 and 2, Wash me thoroughly from my iniquities, from my faults, from uh, from my punishment, from my mischief, and cleanse me from my sin. Hallelujah. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. This is a prayer that we should be praying to the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. Because we want to be cleansed. We want to have our bodies right. We want to have our minds set up. We want to be able to make it to heaven when God says, come up hither. Hallelujah. When you hear the great trumpet sound, we want to make it to heaven. The blind man. There's a blind man that went to the pool of uh, uh, Bethesda. And Jesus, uh, pool of Shalom, I'm sorry, got the two pools mixed up. But uh, this guy went there simply because Jesus went there simply for one cause only, to heal somebody. Hallelujah. Let's go to not John chapter 9. Matthew, Mark, Luke. John chapter 9 and verse 7. And it says this, And he said unto him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam which is by interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed and came seeing. There's something about when you do what Jesus says that you will be cleansed. You will be made whole. Hallelujah. This guy had an issue. He couldn't see. But Jesus put a little spittle on his eyes and said, now go wash up. Go wash in the pool and you will be and you'll be all right. You'll be healed. You'll be cleansed. You'll be ready. And in verse 11, it says, And he answered and said, When everybody was wondering what had happened to this blind man, the blind man answered and said, A man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes. And he said unto me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And I went and washed, and I received my sight. We have to, this is a good example here of somebody following the orders, the instructions of Jesus. 
He simply followed the instructions of Jesus. There were some prerequisites that took place. Sure, Jesus prepared the way, put a little spittle and a little mud over his eyes. But nevertheless, the, once Jesus told him that, he didn't have to go forward. But he did. He went forward. He did what the Lord God Almighty said. He did what Jesus said. The healer. He did what the healer said. And how many times do we hear the word of God, but we don't do what the healer said? There's an instant result right here in the word of God that I just read in your ear. That when you hear, when you follow the instructions of God, then there's some benefits that's going to come out. Just like in the word of God, he gives us uh, holy men of God to write the word of God as by inspiration as they were moved on by the Holy Ghost. So here we have men that were moved on by the Holy Ghost in the book of Acts. And these men wrote the plan of salvation. Hallelujah. Uh, even in the book of Matthew, Matthew wrote, To go ye therefore, in Matthew 28 and 19, baptizing in the name of the Father and in the name of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And we have to get the name, hallelujah, applied to our lives. Acts chapter 4 and 12 says, For there is none other name under heaven, given among men, whereby we must be saved. The Bible tells us also, whatsoever you do or word in word or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So there it is. When Jesus puts forth the order and we follow the order, there's nothing can be done but good. So I'm trying to encourage you tonight, my friends. I'm trying to encourage you as we're going through the survival guide that uh, the CDC puts out, God has his own survival guide. This survival guide will not fail. Sure, every man has his appointed time when he's going to leave the face of this earth. But while we're upon the face of this earth, we have to follow the survival guide that God has out for us. Hallelujah. Let's go to 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 10. I'm almost done here. 2 Kings chapter 5 verse 10 praise God and Elisha sent a messenger unto him saying go and wash in Jordan seven times and thy flesh and thy flesh shall come again to thee and thou shalt be clean. I'm telling you, there's something about following God's word. Hallelujah. Uh, but Nahum was wroth and went away. And behold, I, I thought he will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of his Lord God and strike him over the hand and the leper and recover the leper. This leper was made whole. This leper was cleansed. This is the word of God. It's in the Old Testament. But this 
leper was made whole. There's something to washing. We have to wash to be cleansed. Uh, hallelujah. I'm telling you, I really believe this, that people have read the Bible and they got the biblical principle and they use these and they twist it to make it think seem like it's their own ideas. But hallelujah, God had already had it in place. Remember, it's been said that cleanliness is next to godliness. And here we have it, that God wanted us to wash and to be cleansed and to be clean by washing. Praise God. And then the CDC has a guideline out that says separate yourself. You know, have some distance. Stay six feet apart. Well, hallelujah. My job, they say, stay safe. Or they used to say it. I don't hear this anymore. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay six feet, ap six feet apart. What do they tell you? The CDC says, stay six feet apart. Or maybe even further apart. Hallelujah. There's social distancing is what they call it. Social distancing. God has social distancing in place before they even uh, put forth social distancing. When the leper had... Uh, when a leper was in, involved in the situation, a man had leprosy. They cast him outside the camp to the leper colony. Hallelujah. That was social distancing. But God causes us to have social distancing in his word. He's, but he does not want us to be forsaken. He tells us to flee fornication in 1 Corinthians 6 and 18. He tells us to flee from idolatry. 1 Corinthians 10 and 14. Flee, social distance yourself from those things. All those things do is drive us the opposite way away from God. They don't draw us towards God. They draw us from God. And then our flesh gets involved and our flesh tries to say, oh, no, it's not that bad. Go ahead. Look at everybody else. They're fornicating. They're committing sins. They're worshiping uh, these, idol these idol idolatrous items. Hallelujah. They're, they're idolizing their cars. They're idolizing their tennis shoes. They're idolizing their sports jerseys, their hats. Hallelujah. This is what God is saying is to flee from idolatry. So social distance yourself from these things. Don't put these things above God. Remember, that which is highly esteemed among man is an abomination to God. And God does not like that. God does not want to be second fiddle. Or second place, he doesn't want to be put on the back burner of the stove, so to speak. He wants to be right up front. You're everything. You're all in all. Put God first and seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. And the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything will be added unto you. Praise God. So social distance yourself from those that are wrong, those that are doing wrong, those words that are contrary to the word of God, those whose actions are contrary to the word of God, those who don't have the word of God in their heart, mind, soul, and strength, those whose conversations are impure, immoral, and unjust, those whose actions and ways, hallelujah, will get you in trouble. Sometimes you can be guilty by association. And the jail is full of a few people that's been guilty by association. So if you've been caught guilty and, and you know someone has gone to jail simply because of uh, uh, association, guilt by association, I'm sure there's a few people that's gone to 
the fiery furnace or just gone to the pit. Hallelujah, it's gone to hell. They lost their souls by association because they wasn't strong enough to just make up their mind and say, no, I'm going to live for God and I'm going to serve God. But I submit to you this evening, hallelujah, that you submit yourself to God, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. This is your reasonable service. This, just the reasonable service, not the most that you can do, just the basics, just, just getting your foot in the door. Praise God. And it's not that hard. Hallelujah. Just stay into his word. Keep listening to the word. Keep reading the word. Keep studying the word. Keep praying, hallelujah. God will bless you. God will lead you. God will whew, open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing upon you you cannot contain because he is God. Hallelujah. We heard how he cleansed Nahum, the leper, in, in 2 Kings. Hallelujah. We heard how they washed in the pool of Siloam and was clean and received sight. God wants to give you your spiritual sight back. Some of you still have the clay over your eyes and you say, can't see clearly. Your vision is fogged. Your vision has been fogged. Your vision has been distorted. Your vision is blinded. Hallelujah. Some may have been born like that. With the in the physical, you can see in the natural man, but in the spiritual man, you can't see. So, born not seeing spiritually, but born seeing naturally. God wants to open your spiritual eyes. God wants to bring you into His light, the marvelous light, the beautiful light. He wants you to walk in the light, beautiful light. Come where the dew drops, a mercy shines bright. That's what he wants you to do. He wants you to come to him. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus right now. You know, the day is far spent and the night is at hand. Hallelujah. We got to come to Jesus while we can. Tomorrow's not promised to anybody, but today is the day of salvation. And now is the accepted time. This is your accepted time. This is your moment in truth. This is your moment to share this word into his word with a friend, with a relative, with a neighbor. This is your word. This is your time. This word is for you and it's for all those that would hear it. Hallelujah. And all those that would do it. Remember, just do it as they used to say. You may be guilty of something, some kind of sin in your life. But like the malefactor or the men, the one that committed the crime, there was three of them, hallelujah, or two of them up there on the hill with Jesus at the cross, hallelujah. And they was mocking one of them was mocking Jesus said get us down and one of the other ones said don't you know who he is you're in the same situation that he is well the one that rebuked the other one Jesus told him today you'll be in this day you'll be with me in paradise hallelujah that's in 20 Luke 23 and 43 let me tell you Jesus has the power to forgive sins and that's what he did he told this guy you basically you recognize who i am you'll be with me in paradise hallelujah 
in nine, nine and twenty, nine, uh, Matthew nine and six tells us Jesus has power to forgive sins. So if you're struggling and you think your sins can't be forgiven, ask Jesus to forgive you your sins. Let's turn to Matthew. Matthew chapter 9. Matthew 9. And verse 6. Or verse 5. Let's go there. For whether it is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and walk. But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. Then saith he to the sick of palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and go into thy house. Palsy, another healing situation, another healing story. This man had palsy. He had involuntary muscle uh, contraction uh, probably walked with a limp, uh, probably had uh, a lot of problems in life of social distancing, uh, not willingly, but it may have happened to him unwillingly, where people didn't want to hang around. But Jesus said, go into thy house, arise and walk and go into thy house, take up thy bed, go into thy house. Obviously, he was constrained to a bed, but get up. Walk into thy house. You see, the people that put him outside the house, obviously, if his bed was on the outside, take your bed, go in the house and sleep like everybody else. Be a part of the family. Hallelujah. Jesus wants to heal you of your afflictions of being outside of the church, outside of the house. And Jesus wants to bring you in. Praise God. Let him bring you in. Hallelujah. Read his word. Listen to his word. And come on in. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for this word tonight. And I'm asking you, Lord, that someone out there that hears this word would adhere to your word and be a doer of your word. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I'm so thankful for all the listeners from all the different countries. For those that are listening here locally. Hallelujah. Those that are listening abroad. We are available in different languages now so they can hear it in their own language. And we have the ability uh, to, to change the languages on the website. I'm sorry. I said, Lord, and they could hear it in different languages. Know the website. They would be able to read it in different languages. Hallelujah. To read the word in different languages. Praise God. And that's so such a great thing. So, Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ for healing for the nation. And we ask you to come back again. Keep listening. Keep fellowshipping with the word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.